G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might be in Victoria and you might have felt the shaking from the earthquake that struck in the Melbourne area last Sunday night. Well, Bill Muhlenberg was in the Melbourne area, felt the earthquake and has written a piece this week which he's entitled... Good news, a whole lot of shaking going on. And showing your age again, Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Many thanks indeed. And uh, no doubt a little bit of a throwback to Jerry Lee Lewis and a very popular song that goes back to the 1950s. Yep, yep. Now that's it. Seemed like a, an appropriate title after you've just been through an earthquake, although some are calling it an earth tremor. Not sure what the difference is. I mean, it wasn't major, right? Homes didn't come crumbling down, but I certainly felt it. Uh, plenty of people in Melbourne, Victoria felt it, even as far as away as Hobart, Tasmania, some people felt it. So it was significant. And, of course, whenever this happens, well, at least for me, I'm reminded of a few things. One, well, God, his power, his might, his, you know, how awesome he is. He can snap his finger or say the word, and, boy, he can he can shake things up really pretty well. And, uh, in fact, I've uh, written about many biblical passages that speak about earthquakes coming from the hand of God. So, once again, I can find most things to turn into a spiritual lesson or a spiritual uh, homily. So, uh, yeah, I've looked at some passages here, tying it in with earthquake, with earthly rulers, and the whole bit. Well, Bill, um, you know, listeners will be able to picture in their mind you sitting in your study surrounded by thousands of books. It'll be a real earthquake when you've got a lot of tidying up to do when all those mm. books fall off your bookshelf. Hey, let's talk about shaking from a biblical view, because this actually is something pretty significant from the book of Hebrews, uh, mm. where we read about a shaking at the last times. Uh, and uh, you've got some thoughts here. Yeah, well, as we say, uh, the scripture speaks often of earthquakes in particular in the kind of a shaking of God in general. And yeah, Hebrews 12 as a famous passage where he's actually quoting from the book of Haggai, the Old Testament prophet, uh, saying, you know, once again I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens as well. So that's going back to the prophet and looking ahead, of course, to the end when Christ returns, there will be a shaking of the heavens and the earth. In fact, there will be a new or a renewed heaven and earth uh, happening when Christ returns. So that's a, a, both a promise as well as kind of a threat, maybe. Uh, if you don't know the Lord and you're still shaking the fist at him, well, God's saying, hey, there's going to be a big shaking uh, heading our way. And if you're not right with God, that's something you should be quite uh, afraid of. But if you do know the Lord, 
well, this is a good thing because the shaking will separate the wheat from the chaff. It'll separate the things that remain from the things that are just going to fall away. So a lot of spiritual truths, Christian versus non-Christian. You know, what are we doing in our own life as believers? Are we building upon the rock or on the sifting sand? Will our works be burnt up? wood, hay, and stubble, or will they last? So there's a lot of spiritual lessons you can get here. But as I say, I also tied in with this idea of human rulers and kings and princes and uh, nations that seem to be almighty and lasting forever, but they come and go as well. Well, let's touch on perhaps some of those. There might be historic examples where there's been a shaking and where those eternal empires uh, have fallen. Uh, which one comes to mind for you? Well, it should be pretty clear. I think the most folks, obviously, in Paul's day and Peter's day, uh, the Roman Empire was the uh, kingdom that was uh, overall and seemed to be invincible, the eternal city, Rome. Uh, the Hebrew Christians were likely uh, in Rome that, you know, we still don't know who exactly wrote Hebrews, but could well have been writing to the believers in Rome and they would, you know, be facing persecution. They'd be worried. Here's this small little group of new believers in Christ. And here's this powerful, seemingly eternal Roman Empire. Well, as we know, we have to know much of history or church history. Eventually, the Roman Empire came to an end, right, overrun by the barbarians. And yet, 2,000 years on, right, Christianity remains. The Christian faith is still here. Had you asked those kind of uh, frightful believers 2,000 years ago or anybody back then, right, what's going to last? Will it be the Roman Empire or will it be this new religion Right, Most folks would have laughed and say, Rome, of course, Rome will last. Well, Rome, the Roman Empire is no more. The faith still is and has continued despite all the nations that have come and gone. Could be Hitler or Stalin or Mao, right? They've come and gone, but the faith remains. So that's another part of the lesson we can take out of this. God will shake up uh, empires, nations, kings, princes, they will come and go, but his kingdom remains. Bill, lots of people and scholars, they like to look at the Roman Empire or other empires, and uh, there's a real lesson there in how to run a tyranny. If you're going to be mm. the emperor, there's certain things you've got to have yeah. in place to be able to control the masses. Yep. But to guard against it, um, we might be casting our thoughts to issues of today and how you guard against the rise of modern tyrannies. And we might be able to think of them offshore or onshore. What sort of tyrannies do you think about uh, that might be according to those sorts of understandings? Yeah, well, that's right. As we say, uh, not just the Roman Empire, not just Hitler and the Nazis or Stalin and the communists we have today. North Korea, communist China, but even if you want closer to home, right, there's many secular pagan rulers, even right here in Australia, who really are not very friendly to Christianity, who don't think very highly of it. And as I said before, probably even on this show, I pray pretty much every day for our own rulers, could be a Dan Andrews in 
Victoria, Palaszczuk in Queensland, McGowan in WA, for example. I pray almost daily, Lord, improve or remove. So many of these uh, leaders are shaking their fist at God. They're pushing anti-Christian agendas. They're really targeting believers, showing their disgust of Christianity. Well, same thing that the people in Rome 2,000 years ago wondered, you know, will these guys ever come to an end? Will God ever break through? Well, Interesting, just an hour or two after I penned my piece on the Melbourne earthquake, right, we learned that in WA, uh, Mark McGowan, the premier, has decided to step down. He said, I'm tired. I've had enough. I'm stepping down. Well, if you like, I, he's been on my hit list, right? Uh, he's been one I've prayed for. God, get him gloriously saved or Please move them along one way or another. You can do whatever you want. You know, maybe he gets voted out of office. Maybe, right, gets hit by a truck on the way home. Or maybe he decides, I'm tired. I want to quit. And so there we go. So you've got Queenslanders maybe wondering the same about Palaszczuk. I'm wondering the same here in Victoria about Andrews. You know, these guys look like tyrants who will never be moved. They're so arrogant. They're so proud. They think they're above the law, certainly God's law. And yet, you know, while we suffer often greatly under their anti-Christian agendas, well, guess who's going to last? Uh, it's going to be you, Neil. It's going to be me. It's going to be God's people. We will last. These rulers will come and go. Who knows how long Dan Andrews will be in for. But we know by God's word, God will keep shaking. He will remove the things that can be removed, including pagan leaders. And he will keep what will remain, which is his kingdom and his kingdom people. Uh, one man's tyrant might be another man's hero, Bill. Uh, thinking of Mark McGowan, who's seen like a father figure to so many and with such huge popularity. And as you draw reference, though, to the likes of Dan Andrews or to uh, Premier Palaszczuk in Queensland, um, the sorts of reasons why you might say there's similarity to tyranny uh, comes back to the way they treated people during COVID, and and there yeah. was a lot of lessons to be learned, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of you know the the true face of the leaders was shown when the crisis came and the decisions they made. Yeah, absolutely. We've discussed this often in the last three, four years, uh, kind of closet tyrants, really dictators in the wings waiting to show up. And boy, they showed up big time with their Andrews, McGowan, as you say, shutting off completely his border, right? This is one country, one people, Australia, and yet he acted like a little dictatorship. You know, there could be somebody, a relative who was dying or had died. People couldn't go to visit people in the hospital. They couldn't see loved ones. They couldn't even go to funerals because what some people call dictator McGowan, you know, he put up this iron wall. And uh, mind you, people are even asking now, you know, why did he really resign so suddenly, so unexpectedly? Uh, many things come to mind. It seems that Clive Palmer, right, the millionaire, has already got a lawsuit that he's aiming at WA and McGowan, so right, 
who knows, did he want to get out of there before things got too hot and heavy uh, with things like this? And there's others, right? Uh, lawsuits, class action suits against, you know, the lockdowns, mandatory medicine, uh, some vaccines that have gone wrong. So there's a lot of people are saying, hey, we're not going to just forget about this. We're going to really start pressing for some justice, for some, uh, you know, hopefully some compensation if needed. So, yeah, it all ties in together. Tyrants think they can get away with murder, and sometimes they do. We had 800 deaths here in Victoria, largely due to Dan Andrews' incompetence. So, again, a Christian can get overwhelmed and think, oh, God, are you never going to show up? Are you never going to bring justice? Well, he 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 does. He, he is doing it. It may take a longer timetable than we uh, look for, but God is still working things out, and whether— leaders voluntarily step down or whatever was going to happen. God's got the number of Andrews and Palaszczuk and others around the world, Trudeau and Biden, Macron. Uh, again, we pray they get saved, pray they come to know the Lord, but if they don't, well, we can pray God bring about a bit of justice. So, Bill, whether we're talking about tyrants, uh, the Chinese or the North Koreans, or even localizing it to some of those political identities that you're mentioning here, uh, is there a remedy for tyranny for the Christian who's uh, taking some precautions as to how do we not move in a direction of tyranny? Uh, Any thoughts Mm. here? Uh, What sort of remedy would you look for? Yeah, well, another big, uh, we could do another session on this. Obviously, we have to be aware of the signs of tyranny. And sadly, as we mentioned so often, uh, too many Christians went along with our at least uh, petty tyranny that we had with COVID, right? Churches were shut down for months or years on end. Worship was not allowed, mind you. Brothels were still open, strip clubs, gambling dens were open, right? But they closed down the churches, and yet, sadly, most Christians didn't say a word. They went right along with it. They were happy to comply with these unjust and often ungodly uh, legislation and laws so we got to wake up. We got to recall the lessons of history. If we don't stand up when it matters and when we do have a voice, it's going to be a lot harder later on when things get worse. So uh, yeah, we got to we got to get a bit of spiritual backbone, a bit of courage. Uh, you know, uh, sure. Generally speaking, we submit to government, but when it tells us to do things that we should not do including not being able to worship the living God, well, that should get us uh, woken up a bit and start standing. And we know of pastors overseas, right? Well, even here in Melbourne, who did keep their churches open, they were arrested, they went to prison. Those were the kind of guys who knew about how to deal with tyranny, but most of us, we need to catch up with them. Well, from a magnitude 3.8 earthquake that shook Melbourne last Sunday night, to thinking about tyranny and a whole lot of shaking going on. A reference there to a passage in Hebrews uh, that reflects back to an Old Testament passage too and to a remedy for tyranny, that sort of vigilance 
that says we ought not let tyranny overtake us. Well, there might be listeners want to check out one of these latest articles that Bill Muhlenberg has been writing. You can find this one we're talking about today. Good news, a whole lot of shaking going on at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, great insights. Thanks for joining us once again on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.